This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you send you off in style we want to welcome you back home tell us all about it were you scared or was it fine mouthhorn Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. And we're talking we to you yeah, from via home. From home, our homes. <laughs> the way I said it, it was almost like a trick. Like I said home, like I'm from Philadelphia. Am I in Philadelphia? No. You sounded like a Philadelphia version of uh, Miss Doubtfire, though. There was a, some... <laughs> i'm yeah i thought we'd just get in a car together but of course we can't we have to follow the rules it would be illegal well we um yeah we should follow the rules we should take it seriously that we don't know what the three of us have been up to for the past two weeks so we don't know we don't know who has it or what's safe or what to take a risk so we just all decided let's just record this from home and who cares Right? Yeah, it's the only way to not worry about it later because I've become someone that worries of a course. lot. And I haven't, I haven't left the house. I've been really good about not leaving the house. There was four days where I didn't go out my front door mm-hmm. uh, except to take out the garbage. Which has gotten so exciting. I mean, it's like a whole thing. But when I took my garbage out last week, it was like, I felt like I was choreographing the best way to take out the garbage. Like, oh, if I pull this can over here, it'll hold this gate open. Finally, I've broken. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to say it back now. It was so interesting when I was doing it. And it is not interesting. It is. It is. I find it amazing that I'm usually taking out the garbage at night. And then I run back to my door scared of, I guess, the garbage monster. <laughs> I've become a paranoid, scared person. Your scared but, uh, germs are going to chase you and beat you up in your, yeah, in your yeah. alleyway? Just fly up my nose. Airborne germs. Oh, uh, sorry. Can we just talk about what we just majestically captured on Zoom video right before we at Chris started doing the intro to the podcast? He took his baseball hat off. And Chris, do you want to talk about what's been going on? 
under, I, uh, under your hat? The it is. Uh, this is normal growth. This is what happens when I ignore. I guess it's been it's been two and a half months since I had a haircut. It so is. This is it looks truly like you are in an 80s kind of sex rom-com about... It looks like you're um, the the missing uh, character from Weird Science is basically what I'm it trying is, to there say. There was a time where this hair said nothing but comedy. And I used to fall back on it in the beginning. Did this you really? Comedy. Did you do some eraser head material? I did. No, my first... When I did the contest in Austin... I bought four wigs. We've seen this since, but I think I was the first. I bought four wigs that look like my hair. And during my <laughs> six-minute set, I would just stop and say, you guys, I can't lie anymore. I'm not who you think I am. And I'd take off the first wig and tell a couple jokes and then do it again. Again, I'm sorry that I've been lying to you. And each time, and then in the end, it was my real hair. And uh, People go it crazy. got me to the finals. Yeah, that's right. They love people. First of all, prop comedy, wig comedy specifically is always solid. Yeah, it was actually, I still think it's funny today. I would do it again. Why not? They, my, I have just 1000 questions on how did you get those wigs to stay on underneath each other? I think it very difficultly and they didn't stay and I'd have to press them down <laughs> as I pulled my hair off. And I'm telling you, that just was more laughs sure. in my favor. Yeah. And they weren't laughs against? It was pro? No, no, it was pro? they were laughs for. Nice, good. Yeah, yeah. And that- it, but it was it was hard to find the wigs. I had to go on a big wig hunt. <laughs> what are wig hunts involved? Well, the big wig hunt of uh, 2001 involved me asking a lot of my theatrical friends in Austin... There's a lot. There's a big uh, black box theater scene there. Sure. And every one of those theaters has at least one curly brown wig. Sure. So I made some From 1974. Yeah, yeah. And I called on a landline and uh, I'd go pick them up. (laughs) And uh, it worked. It worked. It was way easier than writing more than uh, five minutes of material. You, Sorry, I just thought of another thing you look like. Just for the people at home that are listening, I mean, listening but can't see this amazing visual, you also look like the logo for the Candy Warheads when people's he- head is just kind of, ex- the guy's head is just kind of exploding. Oh, You know what, I, what I'm oh, talking yeah. about? He's so sour yeah, that, that, his, that his whole head kind of is exploding. That's what your hair looks My like. My hair, yeah, looks like a nuclear mushroom mushroom cloud. You also look like you could be like the saxophone player for a kooky band, like a theme. I, uh, just two more examples before my feelings get hurt. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'll be working on them over here. No, I know what I look like. I'm doing this to myself. <laughs> you are. You're asking for it. And it it's really weird that it it has to get to a point. I think it's two and a half inches before all of a sudden it gets curly. I don't know. It's curly. Yeah, it I sure forget. is. forget until I grow it out and then it hits that moment. I mean, it's where, uh, Chris, it's hair that people would pay tens of thousands of dollars for who are uh, needed no, hair I, in the early 2000s or maybe doll makers. Yeah, that's I am always talking about doll makers, but I can't walk <laughs> around with this hair. No one. Wants. No, you should. No one's going to do business with me. Well, 
Unless you, and I've seen you do versions of this, when you part it on the side and then you really dippity-do it down so there's tons of product in it. I did a dippity-do uh, last <laughs> night. I had to play a uh, mouth in a reading of The Goonies, and uh, he's got very fine, straight hair. So I just, I put a lot of product in it, and I just kept brushing it, Did you which do is it? why it's like this. So big and day. gorgeous. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thank did, you. You're welcome. It looks really nice. Um, Thank you. But did you do like, was it like this on Zoom, a reading? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And then we went, we did another one. We did Flatliners last week and that mm. was through Twitch. And uh, last night was Facebook Live. We're just trying all the avenues. That is the future of comedy. We all know. Right. Um, my job doesn't exist anymore. So we're figuring out ways, adapting, and it's fine. Now, when you say we, are you now in a, are you in a black box theater group? Like the ones that you tapped so, <laughs> so no, insistently and awesome? All my manager, uh, Jessica, at Avail, all of her clients, we've just, out of not knowing what else to do with our time, we've been reading uh, bad scripts. And do, are people watching? Like, yes, other people, people audience are, members are streaming more or than would be sitting in a comedy club. Nice. Now. Really? Yeah, that's great. To where I'm like, maybe I should just be doing stand up. <laughs> a thing I have control over. <laughs> it's funny. It's almost comforting, though, that because I'm not competitive with my career or I say I'm not, but I am being comfortable. Uh, I'm being comforted right now by the fact that everyone david spade jimmy fallon everyone is in their kitchen yes doing the same thing we're all at the same level right now completely and there's something comforting about that i don't know if it's healthy that that comforts me i mean i th i like to take comfort thinking when i see like everybody streaming national uh talk shows sketch shows whatever uh from their homes i think i bet they smell like onions just like i do because i swear to you i smell on the daily and i'm not going to change it until i know someone's coming around because what's the point e everyone everyone smells we've everyone all stopped wearing deodorant hair go yep everyone w smells terrible and everyone's eating like a 15-year-old oh, on vacation. I feel sick, like like when I was 15 and would go on vacation and my mom would buy like sugar cereal and candy and stuff like that. The, the, the combination of things I've eaten today, one of which <clears throat> was I made cookies this morning, which is always bad because then you eat cookie dough and the cookies that you make. But yeah, I, yeah. in making these cookies, burned two different batches, did twice like forgot to set the timer two times and wasted literally um i guess it would be a dozen cookies just on just on as i'm watching tv i'm like ah shit i, I there's cookies in there like i cannot cook i can't even Neither. do the basics and i'm trying i'm i'm getting the hello fresh fresh meals and i am really following the directions and trying to be patient <laughs> Uh, but, you know, I have a camera in my hand or my phone in my hand. I have to film it. I'm filming everything. I'm like trying to be. What are you be, saying? Why do you have to film it? What are you talking about? Content. I got to have something to validate <laughs> me sitting here. I'm almost on TikTok. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what TikTok does. I think you lip sync. It's for, it's for, it's for 14 year olds. I'm willing to do it. I've, I have a cooking show. It's got a decent following. I've been doing workouts. <laughs> Where I get tangled up in resistance bands 
They're comedy videos. I'm not just doing the thing. Okay. I'm I'm burning the food on purpose. Oh, I see. Not, my oven, me. the ghost is still here because my oven mid, I'll preheat the oven and it only cooks for 10 minutes and then it shuts down. Um, something shuts it down. So that's made cooking harder. Uh, so yeah. what else is going on? What have you been watching on TV? I just watched, what did I watch? I See You. Helen Hunt's in it. And oh, the I think kid I've... who plays the young version of the guy from Ozark. And the Australian guy who's like the the, the cop and outsider and ben, the bad guy. Oh, ben, right. ben Mendelsohn. Bloodline. He's in Bloodline. Be, yeah, guy. Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. I didn't know he was Australian. Yes. He's great. And uh, anyway, the kid that plays him. It's this movie that I I feel like I'm like Jordan Peele where I watch movies. I don't want to make a comedy. I want to make scary movies. And it's it's a scary psychological thriller. And it was good? I loved it. Oh, okay. And I watched, I've been watching a lot of the world's most extraordinary homes. Yes. The British. It's the British series. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm all the way through it. It's I've the best, right? When there's I like, love it. there's like a big cement house in the middle of like the desert and then entire walls. Is it that one with the guy and girl host or? Yeah. Man yeah. And woman, yeah. She's say? like a comedic actress and he's an architect. I'm obsessed with that show. Oh, I, I love, love that you're like watching British show. Okay. Good. Steven. Um, yes. Because that thing is satisfying because those two hosts are really charming and the one guy's an actual architect. So he knows what he's yeah. talking about. But then it's like they go and actually enjoy the house the way a person would live in the house and show you all the like I I'm obsessed with that show. I love how she they tell her not to get in the bed or what and she'll sneak off <laughs> and be I'm going to do a little exploring of my own aren't I naughty and she takes a bath or gets in their bed. <laughs> yep. She doesn't give a shit. She's a it's the best classic British actress. Um, also, there, there's just it's those things where did you see the one where the pe the two people spent? I think they spent like 12 years building this dream house and it was all made out of like rivets from um, like it was all like this. Um, you know, airplane? industrial. No, it was not the, the airplane lady. It was the guy that was way more hardcore, almost like he was clearly a finance guy. And he had this idea in his head of the house he wanted. And it was like, there was a lot of like metal stairs in the front room and the ceilings were like 50 feet high. Remember that yeah. one where I was like, you could have fed hundreds of thousands of hungry children you fucking asshole yeah, like just for episode. this shitty house that looks like kind of like a warehouse and you had yeah. to have it and one of them is like we wanted it to look like a rundown boathouse with no windows <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it looks bad also and it's in the middle of nowhere it's clearly an eyesore but then the inside they sell you on it because it's beautiful yeah, suddenly the inside justifies the outside. Did you see the one where it was just a weird circle and it looked like it had kind of been abandoned? And the whole Does it house rotate? was. Yeah, it's like a donut. Yes. And it was just like, yeah. what living here would make me so upset. Like, you can't, it's just one long curving hallway with rooms yeah, and off then of the, it. And in the middle, I guess, is their own round courtyard. 
Right, but like, no thanks. I don't. What do you no, want? It's like, if like you love one. gravel, you're supposed. And like, every time you walk out there, you have to have flip flops on because you can't just like walk across to the other side because it was like gravel. Remember that? Or I'm like, yeah, what's none this? None of them are myth? addressing the problem, like bugs and scorpions. Like a lot of them are open air. It's yes. like this is air conditioned by nature. I'm like, yeah, and you're gonna wake up with a raccoon on your pillow. Yeah. Or like in when I was making cookies this morning and there was a house fly because I leave the back door open for the dogs and there was a house, they all the bugs come in through the back door I leave open and then they travel to the front to the kitchen and try to get out of the front window. And I like three times a day open the side window and have to wave out huge like horse fly size flies. It's disgusting. And that's yeah, like imagine if that was little critters. It, I mean, yeah, I don't houses. live in the desert. I live in urban in Los Angeles. Imagine if it was like out where whatever could be flying by. But you're comforted as you shoo a, a little animal out. You're comforted by the fact that your house is uh, self-sustainable or something. Right. You're like, no, this is this solar hexagon house is worth it as I stare down a rattlesnake in my hallway. Great idea. Yeah, exactly. But Go ahead. You can use your air conditioning. I'm going to use the wind that wraps around <laughs> my airplane wing roof. And doesn't actually go into my house because that's yeah. not the way airplanes work. It's just my really, really weird, expensive way of letting you know I'm better than you. Yeah, exactly. Stephen, what's your question? I, oh, I, it, is it just is it just them being British? But I feel like the two hosts hate each other. <laughs> there are times. There right? are episodes where they don't interact at all. Yeah. You can tell they're having a fight. I feel like they're old 70s gay guy and and kooky actress friends. And they're probably really sick of each other. Like they probably have spent 50 years being friends. <laughs> I, totally. I imagine. They just have that energy to me of like the, oh, okay. Like, you go, you know, it's just like, it's like there's something very tense all the time. Yeah, yeah, I've I've noticed that too. I feel like they've been fighting a lot of the time. I think architects are intense people because they're crazy smart and they're like numbers people and big picture planners. And then you've got and uh, you know that actress who is a woman after my own heart probably is smoking pot in the rental car on the way to the shoot. You know what I mean? She makes yeah. his job ten times yeah. harder. He's doing all the heavy lifting, and she's like, "I'm merely the personality here." And then she just goes and starts pushing walls to see if they open up. Like, yeah, I bet you it's yeah, that she, where she's like, I do what I want and follow my heart. You hold down the, the major part of the work. Yeah. She's always aggressively opening doors and trying <laughs> to say things that are architectural. And he's like trying not to roll his eyes. Yeah. I love it. It's pretty, it's pretty goddamn entertaining. But then, you know, I think, but they're all, it also is like the fun of you would, I think she is such a great... Stephen, do you mind looking up their names so we can actually oh, yeah, give them sure. credit? Because um, you know who we're talking about. But I think she brings so much to the table because she's acting like every man that walks up to a house like that, where it's like, what? Like, you know, when those houses that are like half buried in the ground and their roofs are grass or something that you just don't get to see every day. Like, she's, I love the grass root house. I, I love that house. I know, right? There was a couple yeah. or there was that one that was right on the coast. And so it was super dramatic and all the windows were like triple pained because the like wind and storms and everything because they were right like on a cliff essentially remember that one where i was like yeah, i wanted to go there so bad yeah there's so many houses that they are 
they are battling the surroundings on purpose. Yes, they so choose like, of to. Of course, this is going to be a dangerous place to live, which is why it's all bulletproof. <laughs> the the hosts are um, Carolyn Quinton and Piers Taylor. Piers. Piers Taylor. Of course his name is Piers. And I see Carolyn Quinton in so many of my wonderful British Victorian dramas that I cannot stop watching. I watch like three today. You have today seen already. her acting in things? For sure. For sure. Oh, wow. Yeah. She's a very talented British actress. Yeah. I'm going to watch more of her work. <sighs> yeah. Let's <laughs> let's IMDb I, um... her. I don't know why that suddenly got so oppressive to me all of a sudden. Oh, yes. I uh, haven't. I've been afraid to even go to a laundromat because, of course, that's where the germs are. Yeah, dangerous surfaces everywhere. So yeah. I had my laundry picked up. It was three giant bags. It was a hundred and some dollars of laundry. Sure. Uh, and when they brought it back, it was just a bag of doilies and negligee. And <laughs> I, they brought back the wrong clothes. I knew that would happen to me. I've never. And some poor old lady was just like, where are my clothes? And she's opening up just a boxes of T-shirts. T-shirts. But it got figured out. It oh, was very good. fun, though. I used to get really embarrassed because I would take my... When I lived on that side of town, there was a laundromat. You could either go in and do it yourself or you could drop it off and they would... they would You just go pick it up the next day, which I loved. Uh, except when I started thinking about how gross it is that someone has to touch all my laundry and like see my dirty clothes and then i was like oh that's yeah. kind of depressing i i don't have time to do it and i need to pay someone to do it but i'm sorry you have to do it is how i feel yeah yeah i wanted to wash them a little bit before i handed them <laughs> over just a quick rinse so they don't smell yeah, yeah. so oniony when you drop them yeah. off i yeah i didn't know i i sprayed i febrezed them oh you really did been, that's hilarious yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted it to smell a little better. That's nice. I think that's good. And they did. They called and said it smelled pretty good when hey, you brought it in. You made yeah, it way you. less bad than it was last time. Thank you. Um, and then they pick up the tag. Thank you, Mrs. Quinlan. What? <laughs> Your doilies. Mrs. Quinlan got her. She got her clothes back. She got her clothes. She got those doilies. What it was she... a. It really was a bunch of doilies that she had to have dry cleaned. I guess. Yeah, and this, and this pandemic she needs to have those at her disposal at all times when is the last time you drove anywhere karen um going to the store that's the only yeah. thing i do basically is you know it, we used to be sneaking these in um then it was just kind of like oh if it's peak week or we're kind of this is like the peak time where we really need to be flattening the curve we were all deciding like hey yeah let's be those let's be like that and not a different way not like those right. um the blood of christ <laughs> bathing in the blood of blood of christ people that's one of my favorite <laughs> stories that just keeps happening over and over in the news all these people come forward and go government can't tell me what to do and literally like four days later they have it they're in the hospital then they die it, it just yeah. keeps happening over and over i don't understand the the people who think they're fighting something like they're acting like they're fighting the government telling them what to do and it's like it's just people trying to keep you alive that's the only thing it is well, then that sounds blasphemous. I'm going to church. I've been I meant to Google images or video of people in church on, on Easter, but I didn't. 
Did people go to church or was that just a threat? In, in, no, no, no. In some spots, people went to church in some of those states where the governors were real like, yeah, it's no big deal. And everybody's overreacting. <clears throat> and those are the stories where like the pastor who there's a pastor who spoke out about it like first you know, like saying, this is ridiculous and you can't keep it. This is religious oppression. He's died of it already. Like they, this oh, wow. story is like, it's the great ironic, like it just keeps the same thing keeps playing out in the news. People pretending yeah. they're rebelling against something and then dying from it. Yeah. And I've, I feel like I'm being paranoid. It's so hard to compare it to anything, but I'm scared when I've been in supermarkets, I'm sweating and I'm nervous. Yes. And so I've been been having groceries delivered here. Totally. Pre-made boxes of, you know, vegetables that I don't know what to do with. Yeah. I've been actually eating healthier. Oh, that's good. Um, until I did sh- I did my shopping at Walgreens the other day. That's <laughs> that was a little dip in health, a lot of canned uh but Annie's chili. Yes. But uh, I had chili for two days in a row. But before that, just grilling a lot of vegetables. And that I don't even go out to get that anymore. You mean? Like I don't, I haven't been to grocery stores. I'm too paranoid about what yeah. might fly under my mask. Because everyone says, yeah, it's it's only transferred with spit flying onto your face. But who's sure? No one knows. I mean, no one knows anything for sure. That that adds to the scariness. Also, we as a society aren't used to wearing masks everywhere. So that the first time I had to wear, I had my sister sent me an N95 mask that she she bought like five of them when the fires were happening in Northern California. So she had one left over and she's like, I'll mail it to you. And then I then I felt all these feelings about you have a, one of the official masks, you should drop it off, whatever. And but th- that same day is the day I had to take George to go get her. I told you George had to have her teeth pulled last week in the middle How many? of uh, two. Oh, wow. Okay. And then you just said teeth. I imagined all of them like a Ren and Stimpy cartoon. Well, oh, no, no, not Sorry. <laughs> she had all her teeth. Pulled, and now she has a beautiful set of dentures, dog dentures. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh, oh, could someone please make that image? Thank you. <laughs> no, um, no, I took her to the vet because she kept, she was doing, making a lot of sounds like she was trying to talk to me and she kept laying right next to me and she was drooling all the time and her breath was terrible. And I finally lifted up her one of her lips and one of her back teeth was like her gums looked really um bad you know gingivitis and then one of her teeth looked really bad so i took her in and then they're like yeah we're gonna have to pull two of her teeth and i was like oh god i felt so terrible but that same so i had to and that was when it was really scary and really we everyone decided everyone staying indoors and lock everyone that understands how medical experts are trying to help us. Um, Everyone's staying inside. And then it was like, then I had to leave. So then there was this whole going to the vet. They had this whole procedure of them coming outside. Like they came to get the dog out of the car. I didn't ever go inside. And you just kind of sat there and waited and whatever. So then at one point I was like, oh, I better, I, while I'm just sitting here, you know, kind of out of town, not like in LA proper, I'll go to the grocery store because there'll be less people and there's a chance I could find toilet paper and blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, I put on this mask. My 
sister gave me and I'm walking to the grocery store and I started having a panic attack because I'd never worn a mask like that. And I felt like, oh, I can't. Oh, this mask is preventing me from getting a full breath. And then I realized, no, I'm just scared because this is fucked. Like this is an insane yeah. situation where we th- we don't know what's happening, but a virus could you could catch it just from being in public like the the enormity and the insanity of the whole thing kind of hit me and then I was like really doing just a ton of shallow breathing in the grocery store as I was trying to very quickly pick up as many things also do you get this where like even if I make a list for the grocery store once I hit the doorway it's like I'm on an insane game show where it's like grab everything before you die (laughs) so it's like even when I know what I want to get I just start blanking out or going like oh I was going to make this thing that requires these four ingredients but I'll get two of the ingredients I'll be like fuck it just keep going like just do it try to do it the fastest that I can and it's insane because it's like just take the time and make sure you get everything but like it's I just want to bail once I'm inside yeah, there is, but things are flying off the. Sh- people are grabbing things. There is like a race to grab things, mm-hmm. and and it makes you like you said. There's this underlying fear that we aren't addressing, and so everything else is compounded. And have you gotten because you have one of the ninety five masks at judgy looks because uh, it should be in a hospital or something? Because now they're saying don't buy the masks. Even well, if yeah. they're available. I mean, I take that as you judge away because that's probably just people yeah. trying to figure out somewhere to put their anxiety. So I don't right, give a shit. Right. I'm, if my sister sent me the good mask, I'm keeping the fucking good mask. They're trying to keep people from buying 10,000 good masks and then being like, I'll charge you 500% more oh, than normal. That's really what oh, that's, that's about. Yeah. The Mart, the Martin Screllies of the world. Yeah. You mean the, pre- the presidents and his son-in-laws of the world? Like that's really them. what's yeah. happening. That's what's happening it's so crazy the reason there isn't enough uh, of that uh, equipment for medical workers is because the president himself is keeping it so that they can somehow make money off of like of redistributing it but the cool thing is did you hear that story about the company 3m that makes those masks and makes all kinds of of those products they've started suing independent um, distributors who have 3m products and are marking them up like 500%. They're they're putting out lawsuits against those distributors for doing that with their products. So like there's a, apparently there was an independent distributor in New Jersey that had a shit ton of 3M masks and gloves and all the stuff that that the medical workers need and he was selling it to people for like 500% markup and they just immediately sued him. And it's oh, like wow. one guy with Good. one company. Yeah. So it's, I mean, I that made me happy because it's like there are companies that have a sense of the, like the, the gravity of the situation and of what's right. They're not just, they're not trying to make money off of this. They're trying to save people's lives. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. 3M. I love your tape. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to mention the scotch tape. And that and their scotch tape is the most adhesive. Uh, and at Christmas, you can see right through that shit. You, it doesn't impact your wrapping. Yeah. Thank it's, you, 3M. It's like, yeah, thank you, 3M. <laughs> I'm sure they make other chemical things that kill villages, but who knows? Hey, we I don't just, know that, though. We don't know Until that. Until we know I'm it. I'm not going to research it. Yep. Yet. Let's stay blissfully ignorant. About the tape yes, yes. and masks 
and everything. Yeah, I've just been I've just been wearing bandanas over my face. I it was so. I the other day I had that hat you gave me the Orpheum Theater hat that oh, looks yeah. like so cool. It's like looks like a Compton hat that uh, that Easy E would wear, and then I had a navy blue classic bandana, like just a crip uh, <laughs> bandana, and I just walked nonchalantly into a bank. <laughs> with the hat down and i looked in the mirror and i'm like oh i'm and everyone around me looked like a bank robber yes it was so great and i had to say something to the teller it's like hi i'm not a bank robber even though and he's like oh look at mine and he pulled up this really sinister black one uh, like he had like it he pulled it off but he had it right there yeah, he just showed me his basically sheer ski mask that looked even more like a bandito. Those are the and ones I, I do love that they go all the way down your neck and into your shirt and then they you can pull them up as high as you want. They look like kind of socks for your face and neck. Yeah, yeah, it's the only it's the closest thing you can have to ha- having a beard. <laughs> as a girl, yeah. <laughs> Get your it's your big chance. If you're a girl that's always wanted to feel beard a beard like feeling, get a neck mask. I'm not it's sure. It's so close. The itchiness, everything. It's so realistic. <laughs> uh wait, so you went to the bank during the pandemic? Uh uh dur- during rent time because oh, that's right. just how I pay my rent. I have to deposit it into her account. But it was scary to go in there. No one was in there, though, and they had the six-foot lines. Like, everyone is doing a pretty good job. I've waited in <laughs> to go into grocery stores like it's a dance club. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it it is comforting, but it's also just surreal. Did you see the picture that I posted of this um, shepherd's pie that I made? I did. Pretty good, right? Yeah. Not, you don't usually cook, right? You no. do sometimes, though. No, I have. I literally have like three recipes. And if anyone wants uh, the re- the shepherd's pie recipe, it's super simple. It's a pound of hamburger, and then you get a little can of tomato paste, the small can, because tomato paste is very dense. It's not tomato sauce. Tomato paste, and then you get a can of the um, Del Monte French cut uh, seasoned green beans, and, uh-huh. that, and that's going to be most of your seasoning then you brown that beef drain off the fat then when you have the cooked plain beef you pour you pour in the tomato paste and you pour in that can of french cut green beans with seasoning and then that becomes then you mix that around that becomes the the meat with the almost like its own gravy and green beans throw in some if you have like onion salt or celery salt that's good salt it up real good then you make mashed potatoes which is like you can look that up. I don't, I'm not going to walk you through making mashed potatoes. Right, That's right, on no. you. I have made mashed potatoes. They're before. very simple and easy. But once you make the mashed potato, but and also do yourself a favor of putting in sour cream and put in tons of butter and salt those things up. Make them the most delicious mashed potatoes you've ever had. Because why the fuck not? That's something I've learned. Like seasoning and butter are so important. <laughs> they really Every- are. Yeah, I've learned a lot just from the handful of these recipes mailed to my door. You need the same thing. You need. I, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know how important olive oil and seasoning and butter was to everything that you make. Pretty much everything. Paprika yeah. comes in a lot, too, which is surprising. There's a yeah, couple of those yeah. seasonings that like 
spices. Now that- I know I know to buy paprika. Yeah. It's in everything. You need it. I am, and I'm starting from scratch. I, I did not know how to cook anything, and I'm kind of enjoying it. Well, I mean, it's pretty cool. Like, you might as well. I, what I realize is all of cooking is just rehearsing, like trying over and over and over. Um, and it's also setting timers and staying in the kitchen if you have something like cooking in a pan. I have a problem yeah. where I walk away and then it no, you burns. Can't. You can't walk away. That's what I've done my whole life. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's why I can't make an omelet or even spaghetti <laughs> or rice. But if I'm standing there and I'm like, don't have anything to do for the next 45 minutes, but stand in my kitchen. It's perfect. Or, four, like, oh, or 45 days. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <I> d- <laughs> There's nowhere you have to be. <laughs> Just for a whole month. Man, this is going to be good lasagna. <laughs> Layer five, and you just make the tallest lasagna possible. I am. Oh, God, that actually. Ooh, a lasagna tower. Oh, my God. How many layers could you get going? (laughs) I just visualized a (laughs) hundred. But it's just the, the dimensions of a piece of lasagna. And then it goes straight up to the ceiling. Yes. Like the Leaning Tower Doing of Pisa. It. Do it. <laughs> but then on Every, the side, yeah. you could you could you could make a structure around the outside that's made of like those really um, crispy breadsticks that you get at some Italian places and use that as your scaffolding to go straight up. Oh, and make little food workers out of celery <laughs> with little carrot construction hats. <laughs> hey, speaking I of which. Some- oh, go ahead. No, no. I, were you about to talk the world of uh, the world of miniatures? <laughs> no, I was going to. Okay. Say, <laughs> I was just going to transition into how was your Easter, but that's kind of a moot question since all of our Easter's were exactly the same. And I grew up. I think when I was a kid, of course, we dyed eggs, so we did that much. But I didn't have Catholic or otherwise church going parents, so it was it was a lot like the last. Uh, 15 Easter's I've had Mm. just um, noticing that other people still go to church. I should have called you and, uh, and yelled, he is truly risen into the phone so that you felt like you had a church one. (laughs) Right. Right. As I'm pulling (laughs) bread out of the oven. (laughs) He has. Have you made, you haven't made bread. No, I haven't made any bread stuff. You know, it goes straight to my glutes. (laughs) I've been making mostly, I've been eating pretty healthy, actually. It's a lot of putting vegetables, chopping them up, putting in a in a pan, and then stacking them in the end. So I've been eating a lot of piles of food. Yes, maybe on bowl. top of some brown rice or something. Yeah, and way more garbanzo beans than I ever thought, <laughs> or, or chickpeas or whatever sure. you want to call them. Same diff. Same thing. Yeah. Also, scallions and onions, uh, green onions are the same thing. I'm learning a lot. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> about produce. I've got my labels. master's degree online. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why not? BCR repair. I have hey, to- <laughs> is that still your handle? Oh, hell yeah. It. Hell yeah. That's th- that's one of those commercials from um, of all the commercials we talk about from our childhoods that are permanently burned into our brains. I feel like I know that whole one by heart. I'm sure we've talked yeah. this for sure. We've talked about already on this show. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Sally Struthers being the first person yeah. during a commercial that I see cry on camera. She yeah. just cries. <laughs> She cry talks and it works. Yes, because she kind of talks like this. 
<laughs> Would you like to make more money at home? Sure, we all do. But it's like, Sally, we're, <laughs> you're already breaking. You have to be able to handle this problem so that we all can feel like we can handle it too. Yes, I want to make more money from home. Go on with what you're saying. <laughs> oh, Sure, we all do. Sad. She was just sad that she wanted to leave her home. You yeah, want that's to make right. more money at home because you have no choice but to stay there? Sure, we all do. Oh, Sally. <laughs> and then she what, went what right into... What else was on that list? There's TV VCR repair. Um, gun gun repair, child care. Gun repair. <laughs> they, those ones, gun repair and child care were right next to each other, which I always loved. This, I feel oh, like this wow. was one of my first bits that I used to do like on the playground. You know what I mean? Where it'd be like, you guys, gun repair and child care. Yeah, yeah. That, my first bit was about uh, infomercial reenactments. Mm. People hurting their back, trying to do tasks around the house. Sure. It, it, that and my wig bit, oh. straight to the top. Two the rich Austin areas. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you miss it, audiences? Miss what? <laughs> Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> then I oh, just stared. I just stared off. Hmm. Stared off, staring <laughs> out the window. I have to tell I you. I need to get. You used to brag about this mechanic you had, and yes. it was while you had your Honda Fit. Yes. My car. I of course went down and tried to start it for the first time in three weeks. Um, I can't remember where I was going. Oh, I was going to go grocery shopping. I was yeah. going to bite the bullet. That's proof. I haven't used my car in three weeks yeah and it, it's just dead and i had my neighbor look at the battery and it works oh so my car is i need to use your mechanic so after this okay i'll get you like to he's over he's right in glendale kind of by that drive through starbucks we went to right on I'm san very fernando close yeah yeah i'm gonna get AAA to take it straight to him I, is he good with electrics he oh i don't know Wait, your is your car a hybrid? No, but it's I have an electrical problem. Like all the lights are Oh yes, going he's, off. Yes, yes. He's good at everything. And also he's yeah. he's tr he tries to make it so that you don't get reamed. And I've never yeah. met a mechanic like that where oftentimes they're like, "Hey, look, you know, this is how much alternators cost $800 and then this is the you know, this is how much like um what am I trying to think of? Like the actual cost of labor, parts and labor, blah, blah, yeah, blah, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Where usually they break it down and there's kind of nothing you can say. But he's that kind of person who's like, man, uh, do you have $250? Like he'll kind right. of weirdly haggle with you. Or at least he did when I was so broke and truly had nothing. And yet all four of my tires were bald on that Honda yeah. Fit. Bad news. I've, I, yeah, I had a guy in, in Venice that Big Bill... <laughs> it was Big Bill's automotive, and he would only charge me for parts. He's like, oh, it's not that hard. And one time my car broke down, and he drove me back to it and went to my car across town. Really? And tried to work on it in front of someone's house. Like, are you... He's treated me like a nephew or something. Oh, Big Bill. And I know he's no longer with us because there's some rich kid. They turned his shop into like an, an industrial apartment complex. Oh, I'm. I miss Big Bill. Bill, help would, us! Oh, help us! I hope he's still with us. I hope. Maybe he's like a mobile mechanic. I bet mobile yeah, mechanics maybe. make bank. 
He had a knack for it. <laughs> it was his passion, clearly. There's a yeah, couple, I've drove- gone to a couple really decent mechanics in this town, which I never expect. I'm just always like, yep, you're going to be dishonest. You're going to read me or whatever. This is going to be terrible. And more often than not, it's people who are, they're just trying to make a living and they know that treating you well is how to do it, is yeah, what I yeah. find. Even at and Pep this Boys. guy worked on, on, yeah, I need to get his number. I'm so excited about that because I should probably have a car. Yeah. In case something comes up. In case a new thing comes up, you know. I think it's healthy, yeah, to prepare for things to suddenly be normal. Yes, that's a good idea. Or get way worse and you have to drive away. Exactly. Either way. Let's not. Let's keep those wheels moving. Yeah, yeah. I need to be uh, able to go grocery shopping. Yes, for sure. I have to say my biggest regret before right at the beginning of this, I made it um, Amazon purchase and it was kind of like all the things I couldn't find at the store. And one of the things what I can't remember if I told you this already was those little Debbie um, cosmic brownies. Have you ever had those? No, a cosmic brownie. No. So, well, I thought I was getting I I mistakenly bought six boxes of them. Is the is the is the short of it. And uh at first I was like, this is great because they'll always have these. I never want to see another one of these brownies again. Like they I keep eating them against my own will. They're they don't taste good to me anymore. They're very plasticky. But in the beginning they were really comforting because they're very like grammar school lunch snack kind yeah, of feel. Yeah. And after a while you don't you shouldn't have grammar school lunch snacks when you're trying to like get through a day and re- yeah. and re- and retain your health. Cosmic brownies yeah, it, don't come in. It's food that reminds you of a simpler be- a time in the past. I've been watching a lot of like why would I watch all three lethal weapons? It's that's, <laughs> it's the same as having brownies that someone's mom would make. Oh, and there have been nights where I'm so hungry for anything and I have an empty fridge and I haven't touched I have your Kit Kats. They oh, are good. in the freezer. Oh, good. Yeah. Canadian Kit Kats. I've not touched them. There's, I mean, those are from uh, Murderinos from all over this this land and the and the world next door, Canada. They, yeah. they I mean, they gave us bags and bags of those things, and people ship them to us too. It's the greatest. Oh, really? Yeah. Keep those for a special occasion because they're nuts good. They're so. I yeah so, yeah. I'm the I I there was some matcha. Canada always has like a little twist on mm-hmm. a candy candy we all know. Um, like the Reese's peanut butter cup that I ate once that had jelly in it. <laughs> There's like a little twist, but the matcha, it wasn't terrible, but I'm not a big matcha, matcha man. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. You're I'm not, not sorry. <laughs> I don't even know what matcha is. It's a tea. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I ate the tea Kit Kat. Mm-mm. No, it's up there with the, like in Canada, they have ketchup chips. Right. You know, There's some stuff that is. It's just not for our palette. mid-America palette. Our highly yeah. refined American cosmic brownie yes. palette. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't anything because I think those matcha ones are kind of white chocolate based, aren't they? Like it's it's not regular yeah. chocolate, right? It's white chocolate Which and matcha flavor. I've never flavoring. understood white chocolate. It's the it's worst. Like it's the same amount of calories, but it's just sugar flavored, like milk sugar. I don't know. Milky sugar? Milk. No. No, no. Or sugary milk. Keep Either the ch- way, you slice it. I, I don't want it sliced. I don't want it poured. <laughs> I don't want it in my mouth. Keep the cacao in there. 
There's no yeah, reason yeah, to take anything else out. And also things mm. that are flavored tea flavored. There's, you know, like those fancy ice cream stores always do that, like a salt and straw where they're like, it's your matcha, you know, when they try to combine three fascinating flavors, it's like cream cheese, matcha and gravel. And you're just like, I don't, no one wants this. Just give me chocolate with peanut butter in it. That's all anyone yeah, wants. I, there, I am a texture guy. I have, I've been, okay, there's a liquor store down here. I've been really good. I haven't had a drink in two and a half weeks. There's no reason to. No. So I feel great, but I do go to the liquor store to buy Snickers ice cream bars. Sure. And I think the reason I like them so much is that there is not gravel in them, but peanuts, <laughs> that texture thing. Yes. I'm a big nut and chocolate together uh, guy. They work. It works. It does work. It's a classic, and I'm going to keep falling back on it. Um, when my mo- when my when my stories don't work. <laughs> The much like um, when they start, somebody discovered that sea salt and caramel was such a good combination, and it really is. Yeah, I would not. You could describe that to me, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't be on board, but yes, it works. Yeah, IRL totally works. Yeah, all you have to do is tap into several quadrants of your tongue, and that's a recipe for joy. <laughs> and if you can't tap into all four quadrants of your tongue, you have coronavirus. Right, right. Just Keep your FYI. in your mouth. <laughs> Did you hear that? That one of the early signs is you you stop being able to smell and taste. Yes, and so like when it rains, I have allergies for some reason, and even though I know it's my nose being plugged up, when I can't smell, I'm like, I got it. Yeah, yeah. And I have a fever, and then I check the thermostat, and it it's explained that I have it all the way up. <laughs> I did that two mornings ago, woke up boiling hot, went and got my baby thermometer that I bought right before the quarantine started. Thank God. And have you done that where you have the digital thermometer that you watch as it's in your mouth, you watch the numbers go up? It's Uh a very singular experience watching the numbers go up and being like don't go any higher okay and it went and normally my temperature is 96.7 that's the that's where it always stops and know your normal temperature well just only because that's what this thing always tells me is that's my temperature and i know 98.6 is the standard um and then boy bands too (laughs) but then they say 103 is when you're like in the red zone and you're so but anyway when i got up the other morning and i was really hot i was like shit i have to take my temperature and then i just watched like with crossed eyes like a cartoon watch the little readout as because it's like (laughs) ticking up and it stopped exactly at 98.6 and it was like wow the hugest relief higher than normal but still normal yeah, yeah. In a, I, w- I was pretty disappointed when I went to buy a thermometer at the beginning of this thing. And that th- those had been stockpiled just like toilet paper. Yeah. Do you guys still have your toilet paper? <laughs> I Mine still hasn't run out yet. I, yeah, and I have barely dented the stack. Oh, yeah. I Well, because I was... I think I had like I had just run out when we bought that toilet paper. I uh, I find the toilet paper we bought and I can't remember if we've talked about this already. It's very loosely connected to the cardboard roll on the inside, which is you, uncomfortable. If, yeah, what is that? It's like a a Chinese toy, a yo it's like a paper thing <laughs> yes. and you used to 
Swing it. If yep. you put your fingers in the toilet paper roll and go like that, it will just fly. Yes. It yes. is very loosely bound. Which rolls of doesn't paper. matter, I guess, but I, I guess not. It doesn't impact anything important, but it's still not uh, comfortable. Yeah, when I have my uh, rules for toilet paper, which I've never written down, but I, I <laughs> being tightly tightly wound is not has never been one. No, my rules for toilet paper is one of my favorite rom coms of all time. <laughs> <laughs> my ten rules for hating toilet paper about you. Uh, but I just found did I tell so the day. It wasn't the day that I was ha- had the panic attack because it was so it was like two weeks later when I calmed it all down. So it was actually kind of recently. I went to Smart and Final and it was like eight in the morning and they had pa- 32 packs of toilet paper stacked up like three on each other all the way down the paper aisle. It was like a beautiful um, it was a a parade of toilet paper and I grabbed one of those things so fast. I was just like, Oh my God. So there it's not, there's not a shortage. It's just that certain places. I think if there's like too many people in the area or if there's greedy people in the area, you won't be able to find it. But if you go early to certain stores, it's, you know, they put it out in the morning. Yeah, the the only shortage was the amount of places I was willing to search for it. I'd go to one place and be like, well, I guess it's all gone. Yeah. But then we found it while podcasting. That was great. That was such a wonderful moment. Oh, such a relief in, yeah, in such really troubling was. times. And the rain isn't helping. It's like, not that I had plans, but you really feel locked in when also it's just pouring rain out. Yeah. I don't know. The rain is helping me. It feels like it. it's one additional reason to stay inside. So it doesn't feel, yeah. I feel like when it gets hot or sunny, then, then people are going to start feeling crazy. Yeah. Cause that's, yeah, no, it is. Yeah. I felt that way. It was nice the other day and I started to get antsy. Yeah. I bet. And then amazingly, while it's raining at night, I still use the sounds of falling rain and thunderstorms <laughs> to fall asleep to. So I'm doubling up. Oh, good. The real thing's in the background, but I turn up the artificial rain because <laughs> then I really get deep REM. <laughs> then you're asleep for four days. What? What happened? I have. It's That's the other, me being a hypochondriac, I, I've been sleeping for at least 10 hours a night. That's good. I guess. I don't know. It's I, not how you become successful, well, but no, I no. think it's how you... I think you can get off the uh, the the hamster wheel for this pandemic. There's no one's becoming successful during this pandemic. And that's what is comforting to me. It's weird. I don't <laughs> yeah. know if that's healthy. It the race is at a standstill and it it's comforting. I know and I I'm not making light of it that terrible things are happening and people are dying and I think about that all the time, but personally I'm de- dealing with this everything at a standstill. It's somehow comforting for me. Yeah. I guess I am competitive. Well, but also... No one else is getting theirs, so it's okay <laughs> that I'm not. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. That's I. It's not... Um, first of all, you moved to Los Angeles to compete, because that's what all show business is. So that's... Yes. Having competitive feelings is completely normal and healthy. And then something like this, like, I'll be honest, you know, Stephen has 
has been there for the day to day of the complete insanity of um, my working life for the past four years, where it truly is just one goddamn thing after another every day, all day, every day of the week. And and all this, the pre the, the all these ideas are said with what you just said. This is one of the scariest things I've ever seen. And it's one of the most horrifying things that's happened to America ever, uh, sure. especially with these people who won't listen and won't fucking just stay inside and shut their mouths and stop acting like they know everything that that it's like other people are just as scary or whatever. But just the idea that people are dropping dead young people, you know, people who are trying to help, whatever, all horrifying. But yeah. The idea of something happening where everything stops is so comforting to me and brings me relief on levels that I'm just discovering every single day because I keep yeah. normally and for four years straight, I've had this list of like, I have to take care of this thing. I have to give this answer. I have to figure out this problem. I have to solve this problem. Like, and the list is 50 items long. I don't have a list anymore. So like something yeah. came up the other day and I was talking to one of my agents about it and I was just like, I'd be mad except for that nothing matters. So I'm not even slightly right. bothered by this because what, the, what is any of, what is, are any of us supposed to do? Like what is anyone supposed to do in a scenario like this? Yeah. Just like. It is comforting almost. It is comforting. I guess comforting. I should be reading more. <laughs> I have books right there. I haven't cracked one of them. I wondered why you turned and dramatically stared off into the distance. <laughs> so many pages. It was like, I guess I should be reading more. But stare, everyone, dramatic I, stare. I'm impressed. And I, first of all, I'm, it's reassuring that I'm, I feel pretty happy. I'm lonely and everything, but I've been having fun. And I didn't know if someone said, hey, you have to lock yourself in your house for an undetermined <laughs> amount of time, I would think I'd go crazy and I'm not No, going crazy. No, no. And if someone told me you're going to go crazy, I'd be like, oh, you're probably right. But I'm not. I'm kind of laughing and having fun. Right. So then I think I'm crazy because it's like, wait, do I not need people? Of no. course I do. Well, you kind of don't, though, because you're a stand-up comic. And we're the kind of people that early on were like, other people aren't all that reliable and hurt my feelings. I'm going to do this by myself. So yeah. we kind of are in a, in a unique advantage position of having practiced this lots for a yeah. lot of our lives. I'm, I don't feel very dependent on, although I have to say uh, my friends and I did um, house party, that app where everyone, yeah. Oh my God. I've been doing, we were so like, fun. we were laughing and it was just, we were playing like a Pictionary kind of drawing guessing game. I was laughing like it was my eighth birthday. I was like, oh, yeah. I haven't had this much fun in a long time. So, I mean, I, knew, I, I those, need people. Yeah, I've been doing that with my up to 12 people, childhood friends. And afterwards, I'm high yes. for hours. Yes. I, it's like, okay, I do need human interaction. And I'm more focused on it now and talking to my family more than ever. Of course, yeah. I think a lot of people are that way you're trying to connect with people well and it's a kind but of a I am huge hesitant advantage. going into it still right well it's embarrassing to need people yeah but i mean it's like but everyone's in the same position so you know like i have a group of friends and we do game night like once a month and we decided to do a game night on house party which at first i was like this is dorky and lame and embarrassing and then the second it started it was the funniest most like helpful 
you know, kind of uh, enriching in a way experience that I would like when we were all done, I was just like, oh, yeah, that's maybe I'm too good at being by myself because now that everyone's like, call me, text me, like, let's all reach out. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. You're supposed to you're supposed to do this and let it make you feel better. I'm the same way. I'm hesitant to do it. But every time I'm glad I did. Yeah, it's been nice. I also sometimes will just call someone on the phone in the morning where I'm like, I don't care. I'm just gonna like if my friend Allison very early on texted me and it was like, like the second morning of the quarantine texted me uh, like and I hadn't seen her in a while because we used to work on a show together. And uh, she texted me and I just called her back because I was like, why are you texting me? You might as well just call me like what's totally what's the point? I've been scared to talk on the phone for years. I really don't talk on the phone much, and I've been really enjoying it. So hopefully when this is all over, yeah, I'll be cleaner. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to shake. You'll have that, more doilies. I'm a germaphobe, <laughs> and I'm going to start calling people more, yes. even when things are normal. That's my resolution. Good. That's good. I think <laughs> My it's, mid-year resolution. It's good for you in ways, or like I should say for me, it's good for me in ways that I don't normally value, but I'm being forced to value because there's nothing else. So it's like, yeah. yes, I can watch another series on Netflix right now, or yeah. I can, you know, call this person that I like. My TV party has been so fulfilling. <laughs> I've really been enjoying it. uh, What's your TV party? Oh, just how many movies and series I'm cramming. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah. What you got? I'm at thinking of them at all times because I've been watching so (laughs) much. Stop looking at those books. They're not going to help you. No, I'm looking at what I'm watching now. (laughs) I I mean, when else would I watch the movie Dodgeball that is riddled with offensive jokes? But I'm just watching it like to... Pick up on the mistakes they made. <laughs> becoming, it's like yes, you can't say that even in 2003 when this was made. I'm watching a lot of bad stuff on purpose and enjoying it. Stuff mm-hmm. I didn't have time for in the past. You, you know what movie my sister would recommend if she was here with us right now, which she never would be, but she loves the movie Euro Trip. Have you ever watched that movie? No, it's like a National Lampoon's Euro. Trip? I don't know. I don't think it's a. <laughs> no, it's not a. No, 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 not the. Not that. That's European yeah, yeah. vacation. Euro trip is like a way. It's like a fifth generation away American pie uh, from the producers of kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and right. My sister's told me so many times, please just watch it. It's really funny. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so I might. I, that I'll just, watch it. You just reminded me. Right yeah. when we're done, I'll watch it. Okay. Yeah. You watch it and I'll watch it and we'll decide how crazy my sister is. When I go, because there are some restaurants in my area that you can call them and then go pick up food or they slide it, kick it over to you. And you right. Get up. Uh, I'm I'm worried for them because anyone could be robbed. There's no employees. I feel like crime isn't happening. Are you keeping track of that since you have a murder thought, podcast? I thought you were going to ask me if I'm doing crimes. I'm doing have less crimes than normal. Not, how many do you knock over the same amount of stores <laughs> that you used to? I just lightly shoplift. I feel like even murderers are like, yeah, normally I'd be out stabbing people, but you know quarantine everyone's following the rules they are i feel like as a result bad things aren't happening not just environmentally but 
n- even bad people are even like the people in my neighborhood that have mental issues and don't have anywhere to live, which always makes me sad. Uh, they're wearing masks as they scream yes. at, yes. at uh, fire hydrants. Everybody like, wants is, to stay alive. Yeah. And for some reason that is comforting to me. Yeah. You're not, it's not showcased ever. Everyone does want to be alive. It's true. Everyone has and that even, passion. Even murderers. The criminals are staying at home. Maybe I'll just find myself this week. I don't need to kill anyone. Yeah, maybe I, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe my serial killing ways need to end and I need to start writing the great American novel. Even as a kid. Yeah, they're t- picking up that trombone. <laughs> <laughs> Doing I those watercolors. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I think I'm into murder just like in my own way. I've always been. I always thought about just murderers going to a store and trying on shoes and walking around and having someone to pinch and see where the toe is. But <laughs> later on, they're going to be doing heinous things. Yeah. But they're doing a normal. I always thought about that when I was a kid. Murderers buying shoes and trying them on well that's the thing like I, a person well right the the when they wear a perfect mask a perfect disguise of being normal and then like what and then they're then they start doing their thing and all of a sudden they're just like the devil incarnate that's what's fascinating about yeah those crazy killers yeah, it's, it, it, does it way. bring you great comfort it <laughs> does comforting <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah i don't I think my point was weird, but I did always wonder what, because you would you don't have a lot in common with those types of people, except everyone goes and buys shoes. I guess is what I'm saying. True, true, and, and my, everyone's worried about masks. Right, and in a pandemic, and, everyone wants to stay alive because even if you're a total psychopath and you're completely disconnected from all feeling and whatever, you still yeah. want to continue to live. So it's yeah. self interest. Um, yeah, that which is yeah. what the ironic part of those people who I watched a video today, which is what makes me mad. Uh, somebody retweeted on Twitter of like these people, like they had a small group of protesters trying to get like a kind of like a walking parade going. I think. I think it was in Seattle or somewhere like that. And the person talking was just like, we're not going to let the government tell us what to do. <laughs> like they, were, they thought they were so fucking smart. And it's like, how come you, how come you don't, aren't so scared to die that this is what you're doing? How is this possible? There or are, are you people just that dumb? don't believe that they, that think it's a paranoia and fake news and everything that, that it's that bad, that yeah. the numbers aren't real. They're just ignoring or they're not watching that news. I always wonder what people are thinking. They aren't watching the same news. Yeah, true. Or they're not watching any, I guess. Right. They're just, they just got kind of like the general idea of say, say fuck you to the man and the lib, libtards can't keep you at home or whatever weird thing where it's just yeah. like, and in two weeks, we're going to hear about you being dead. Like, you're, this yeah, is just the way heard, this keeps yeah, going. Any proof? I haven't heard any proof on my ham radio. <laughs> like, or, that's all they're, they're just not watching. Or in my, the, uh, my newsletter. Yes, yes. Pamphlets. Oh, I have so many pamphlets to uh, go through. Oh, uh, wipe them all down first, please. 
Oh, I oh I have been. I when I do get groceries, even when hand delivered, I've been spraying them with bleach. I've really done a good job. Good. You'd be so proud of me. Bleach. What a, <laughs> uh, just on the packaging. Right. Right. Okay. Just a mist of watery bleach. Oh, good. Okay. All right. That's yeah. I'm thinking not that, straight up. Not the it's Clorox bottle. Bleach. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> I'm hardly ingesting any bleach. <laughs> just trace amounts of bleach. <laughs> hardly at all. I guess this I'd- was. Uh, every time someone's in one of these Zoom things, did you watch uh, Saturday Night Live? No, uh, someone I'm told me to. It for some reason was very really good to me. For that same reason, they're in the same position as us. All of the sketches were them writing an idea, cast member, and performing it in their living room right. with no laughs. Yeah. So it just becomes a video that you're watching, and they did a lot of Zoom and Skype meeting type sketches, and I laughed. Through the whole thing. Sure. I also cry constantly. So I'm an easy, I'm an easy target. Right. But uh, they did a really good job, I think. And I can't remember why I'm mentioning that. Um, just hooray for them to a positive feeling. Uh, yeah, just like, I just enjoyed it. Kind and of they the had unsung Tom heroes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we all got to see Tom Hanks's kitchen. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. So that, that episode yeah. I enjoyed. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I people retweet little pieces, and that's I see things on Twitter, and then go not yeah. not for me. I support. I all got of on you. Hulu and committed to a whole episode, and I haven't watched SNL for a lot of years, and it made me laugh. You know, I had a reason that I brought that up. Okay, and and it'll come to me. Oh, I day. see. <laughs> <laughs> it just made me think of your. Um, uh, it, we just came full circle with the wigs, where that was. There was some clip that people were retweeting or at least a piece of it. And there was, I just saw there were too many, there was too much wig work where I was just right. like, it was like somebody in their normal shirt, but then like a kooky wig where I was like, this is, I have a stomach ache immediately. This is every horrible audition I've ever been to is not for You're me. You're right. And I have that wig phobia myself. It's, it's just, uh, but it turns out every once in a while. It lets you know that someone's pretending to be a character. Right. <laughs> sure. It's just an indicator. Yeah, yeah. It reminds yeah. you you're not just watching someone like a pervert in their house. Like you, someone, right. you somehow tapped in and hidden a camera inside their home. Home. <laughs> there you are with that Philly accent again. <laughs> uh, all right. Well. You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N. A-R. Honk, honk. <laughs> Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Karen and Chris.
Although Chris mm. has so much more um, volume in his hair than me. I'm jealous. It is. Oh, my. <laughs> Please my, record this, Stephen. It, it already was this, recording. I'm yay. so glad I hit record. Oh, my gosh. What a reveal. I, what a reveal. 